hey, I found that there's more than the Solari. Yeah. And I and Leona responds with, hold up. Hold up. There, is, there are more than the Solari. There's the Solari, and there are heretics. <laughs> so you need to cool down with the heresy. <laughs> Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 19. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hetch. What's going on? What's going uh, on? We're here. We're still, we're still in Targon. We're still climbing the mountain, tripping balls. <laughs> As we see into the unknown. Oh, um, what a start. <laughs> I know. Before we get there, uh, housekeeping. So, obviously, listen to us anywhere and follow us on Twitter. That's the best way to keep up to ep- on, on episodes. And that's at podcast core, that's C-O-R, and the same thing for our email at gmail.com if you want to reach us there for any comments or questions. And please like, follow, short review, comments, all that stuff really helps the show grow and get out there. We've been growing like crazy, which is cool. Um, and definitely go out and support the other podcasts we talk about on the show because they're doing great work and it's great to see the community growing. And even, you know, uh, Runeterra, like that team as well, reaching out to the content creators uh, to get them involved so yeah spread the love like you you guys have already been, done a great job of it keep it going yeah keep it it's going. good fun and we don't want to stop so <laughs> never <laughs> never like even if we got to downgrade to slow speed spells you know just keep it rolling guys i want to see i want to see all that mana used every turn we're not we're yeah. not banking spell man on this podcast <laughs> so for this episode bring your friend into the light and bestow the blessing of oh, the no. casuals of Runeterra. I thought I was safe. Them. Why do I always think I'm safe and then you <laughs> do this crap? State of the game. So so what I'm playing this week is actually Quinn and Misfortune. So I haven't played Quinn at all since she's been released, right? I, I wasn't very interested in the scout at the beginning, uh, but I wanted to give it a shot. And it currently is a top tier deck. And this is all I have time to play. And yes. I'm trying to grind out the end of the season, right? Yes, coming to the <laughs> come to the dark side with Hedge. <laughs> but yeah, this Misfortune Quindex pretty fun. It, it's kind of the Bannerman style, very creature heavy. Only plays a few spells, um, and the goal is to get in there quick, and then in the middle to late game, go wide so you can get that last bit of damage in on the ground. And it's fun. I mean, it gets the job done. It's really well. It's really well positioned against the other decks that are currently being played, like mid range. Uh, Control has no chance against it. So I've been having a good time with that. Absolutely none. Yeah. I, I I first just want to be so excited that you play. You're playing Quinn. I've been (laughs) like after like three episodes in a row of me just saying I'm playing Scouts again. I'm playing Scouts again. (laughs) Like I'm glad. I'm glad that you've joined me here. So face is the place, man. Face face is the place. place. Amen. Um, I, I've switched over into a deck that kind of fell out of favor, but I didn't play it while it was popular because I'm a hipster and I'm edgy. Um, but I, I switched over, been playing a, that, a Darius Thresh deck that used to be rolling around. Um, so you're 
using a lot of like the early pressure and value that Shadow Isles can get just from stuff dying over and over again. And just all the goal is to try to level up Thresh and chip down your opponent to 10 health so that a big old Darius comes out. And yep. it's a lot of fun. Like, it, I've also been kind of just more dicking around with the uh, more traditional decks than more net decking because, like, my brain is creativity wise is trapped in all these new cards. It's yeah. like, I, I want these new cards, I must save my willpower <laughs> for when target drops. <laughs> I only net decks now. <laughs> it's gonna be exciting, man. But let's move into our main topic then after that, which is bright light. Uh, yes. We're talking about. Leona. 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 Um, we put in that Lana draw on it. Let's talk about Leona. Leona. Uh, let's let's go ahead and hop into the spell. What spell you got here? All right. Okay. We may have mentioned on this podcast before <laughs> that there is someone we dislike, and that someone is Ladros. Ladros. <laughs> We, we want Ladros gone. We want the creator of Ladros fired. We want the creator of Ladros to be smeared in the annals of Runeterra lore forever. And with the release of Targon and the spoilers for Leona's cards, we are given the cleansing light <laughs> to wipe the stain of Ladros off of the face of the earth. And the spell Sunburst. Um, so the time sun- couldn't be better either because he's no longer playing. <laughs> yeah, right. Like we finally got to a point where like people, are, it's like okay, the game is moving too fast to really deal. Have to worry about Ladros anymore. And now we get a Ladros answer. So I guess thanks, guys. Um, but Sunburst is a six mana slow spell card that is deal six damage to a unit with new keyword daybreak and daybreak is takes into effect if it is the first card you play for the turn so daybreak instead silence that unit and deal six to it um so this one this one is unique one um it is silencing only for a turn. I think this was the first one of the spoiled cards that shows silence only for the turn. Uh, I know at the point of recording, they have a couple more out like it, which as silencing just for a turn gives a little more play around and kind of also is going to limit the weird reactions uh, to other cards like the combo of detain with purify that demacia shows to just like okay you're never getting this guy back now um so that is already kind of cool it's kind of unique the other thing that's really unique to this card is it silence a unit not a follower a unit so i know a lot of people have been looking at this as kind of exciting to really silence champions which hasn't been done before and i think that's possibly why they're only doing one the one of or like the silence only for a turn instead of just permanently because they've always shown that they want champions to always have their power mm-hmm. but this kind of shows like putting it into curb but i like the competitive bit of me is already looking at six mana slow speed I don't I don't know why. Like the why slow speed with a six mana spell <laughs> like 
creature target card. Like I, and it's six man, it's six, it's slow speed, silence, and six damage. Like this is, this is really giving you that idea of putting a magnifying glass over a bed of ants and watching the <laughs> ants catch on fire. Like it is complete annihilation. So it, I like it's on flavor, but they. Like, is it going to see play? Uh, Bilgewater got scrap shot, which is a seven mana fast speed. Never seen, yeah. And you only see that in expeditions. Yeah. I so I I don't know. Do I love it because I hate Ladros? Absolutely. (laughs) The 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 enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? Amen to that. (laughs) So this takes us to our our follower for this episode. And it's Ravoon Daylight's Spear. Uh, This card, first of all, the art on this thing is like the art across the board has been insane. Uh, We've talked about that plenty. But this one is just like dope. Like this is a great named follower art. It's so cool. It looks so good. And it's also slightly confusing for some people. So (laughs) so Ravoon is a 5-5-4-5. Um, who has a daybreak trigger that creates a daylight card in hand, and then he makes daylight always active while in play. So instead of daylight, so instead of daybreak, where it has to be the first card, once you play him, you get the trigger if he's first, and then everything that's played while he's on the board has that um, state effect of it being daylight, so they all get the triggers. And with the graphics, it seems like it shows all in your hand when it's active or not. Um, and we'll see yeah. this also when we get to the Lunari. Yeah, because I, 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 if I remember right from like the videos, it kind of looks like the plunder uh, effect yeah. in hand. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, like the Ravoon is going to like if you're going to play Daybreak, it already seems like an auto include just that the like the value of getting two Daybreaks in a turn could just yeah. be backbreaking. Yeah, so I think the flavor here, too, is also maybe a little bit of digging, but his name being Ravun, Ra being the Egyptian sun god, um, which might be at play here because there is so much of a religious aspect to to Solari. Or Solari. How do you say it? Is it it's Solari, I have right? always said Solari. Okay. Um, and it sounds more religious if you say Solari. <laughs> Solari sounds like an ice cream spot or something. Oh, man. Yeah, let's head up the Solari and get that Froyo. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, the the name, like I will spoil a little bit, but like the Ravun does kind of go into some Targon language. So Okay. Yeah, like we'll I, we there. can touch on it later. We can touch yeah. on it later. And, I can't and, spoil everything for and you. And we're about to hop into uh, the Queen of the Sun right now. As we, you know, a disclaimer is that because her and Diana's stories do cross over completely, it's going to be similar to like the Frail Yard episodes where we will have some content about her, um, but from the perspective of Leona, obviously. So go ahead and give us give us that juiciness. All right. So Leona, 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 Leona. Um, <laughs> all right. So Leona is a someone who is, is a child that grew up within the order of the Solari. Um, from a very young age and to really kind of I mean, just a quick tidbit of the Solari because the there is a good bit of lore that goes that goes a little bit deeper because the Solari is an organization that kind of 
is effectively the government of Mount Targon, or the Targon region. So the Solari are an organization that worship the sun, and they view that the, all source of light comes from the light of the sun. And any other light is false. So uh, the sun is life and everything else is a heretic. So it, it sounds healthy. It sounds very healthy. Uh, <laughs> the like the closest comparison that I can think of would be more like the going back into like the 1300s and the pagans versus the catholic church like, it's, <laughs> you know, like obviously it's like pagan already just has like this negative connotation to yeah. it yeah you no know, there are the solari and there are heretics <laughs> <laughs> and she so, gets completely indoctrinated in it baby yes marinates so, in it so leona leona grew up in the region that is controlled by a tribe of of the solari that is um the rockhar or Rakhor, um, and they they are a tribe that would raise up warriors to defend the light of the sun that they were called the Rahorak, all right? And that is kind of where we get that name of Ravun, like mm -hmm. the Ra with R-A-H is more with you know, the Rahorak, like it kind of shows his title within the Rahorak. Um and Leona, ever since she was a child, showed a great affinity at both physically and uh, and from a, a, uh, a mental point, a yeah. spiritual connection to the Order of the Solari. So she was groomed to be a leader within the Raharak. Yeah. Now, while she is growing up, she sees that there is an outcast among them, which was an orphan child by the name of Diana. Never heard of her. Right? Never heard of her. None <laughs> of us have. None of us have. Not until we watch any trailers or w tune into the next episode of Room Terror, uh, the Casuals of Room Terror. Check that out. All right. <laughs> so um, Diana is outcasted because she's a very curious child. Mm -hmm. She is very smart and she's very astute. But she's constantly asking questions that are only leading to more questions. And the Order of the Solari, especially all the teachers that are raising Leona and Diana, they view this more as a dangerous behavior. So they begin to shun her. They begin to try to say, stop asking those questions and just accept what we tell you. Yeah. And the only person that has reaches out to communicate with Diana is Leona. And this leads to a very close friendship between the two. They find themselves staying up past curfew just to discuss about their beliefs, try to convince the other what they believe is right. Yeah. And it, this doesn't harbor any ill will towards each other. They actually relish this constant back and forth, and they relish each other's time together. Yeah. And this continues well into their adolescence and continues to a point where Diana begins to find more things. Leona doesn't know these things because all Diana tells her is, hey, I found that there's more than the Solari. Yeah. And, Di and Leona responds with, hold up. Hold up. If there are more than the Solari, there's the Solari. And there are heretics. <laughs> so you need to cool down with the heresy. 
Because <laughs> that's this that's all that Leona's been taught. There's yeah. Solari and Heretics. Exactly. So slow down. And that that kind of ends there in Leona's mind. To Leona, she believes that okay, like you've accepted that this is heresy and now we've stopped. And that continues for a couple more years. She believes that that Diana has left that train of thought. And even though she's still questioning, until she goes full Ezreal and goes on an adventure. (laughs) She puts on her, her gauntlet and she (laughs) ships out of there. (laughs) But so uh, one night Diana leaves the camp that they are growing up in. And Leona realizes that Diana's climbing to the, to the summit of Mount Targon and consumed with worry for her friend and wanting to make Mm. sure that her friend is safe. Leona climbs the mountain and quick, quick side note. If you guys haven't listened to the Tarek episode, listen to the Tarek episode because he too climbed it and it was hell. (laughs) It was absolute hell. He was a grown man. (laughs) And here's a real spoiler. When we get into the Diana story, Mm. Diana climbs to the mountain and it was hell. (laughs) Uh, And if you've listened to the Tarek episode, this is not going to come as a surprise, but something happens at the summit <laughs> yeah, of Mount Targa. Yeah. Like, you don't just get to the top and put a flag up there and take a picture for the gram. Like, there's something happens. and What happens, Hatch? What happens? So, <laughs> Leona, Leona crests the summit, yep. and when she sees there is this pale light and the shadow of her friend screaming in agony. Yeah. She goes to try to save her friend, and then she is consumed by a fiery light. (laughs) But instead of being fully consumed, she feels the light entering her body, and then she realizes that she has become the essentially like the fulfillment of prophecy for the Solari, or Mm -hmm. what they call the aspect of the sun. So she's like, I've... I've become the aspect. And she notices this because all of a sudden her robes are replaced by heavy plate mail. <laughs> As is tradition. As is tradition. Like, could you imagine just like be chilling here and then all of a sudden, all right, be adorned with about 50 pounds of gear. <laughs> I, like, I don't know about you. I got bad knees because I'm fat. <laughs> so <laughs> that'd be rough, dude. Oh, man. Uh, so so she realizes that she has become the aspect and she looks up and Diana has also is wearing armor, but in it is in deep contrast to what she's wearing. And Diana looks at her and goes, we should be we should join our forces together. Yeah. Having no idea what the heck is going on. She's like, hey, like, OK, look, I, I've got I've got the Solari on me. And there are the Solarian heretics. Yeah. All right. So we need to take you back and speak with the elders so we can fix this. Yeah. We must fix the heresy. All right. And it is with Diana rejecting to return to the to the Solari that Leona realizes, hey, I'm also holding a sword and shield. And Diana's holding a sword. And then bam conflict on the Mount of Targon that ends with Diana having a chance for a killing blow, but she decides not to kill and she retreats. Leona tries to go back to the, to her people to tell them what happened. When she returns, it's nothing but bodies. And all that she can surmise. A familiar surmise. story in yeah. Runeterra. <laughs> a very familiar story in Runeterra. Never go and, get groceries because when you come back. 
like don't don't get groceries if you've got if you got a buddy system don't leave your buddy <laughs> accountability buddy <laughs> yeah don't don't leave your accountability buddy all right if if you're going into if you're going into a warehouse don't do it like like just stay at the tavern and drink and listen to the yeah. crazy guide from the frail yard all I right think, I think the best part about her returning and seeing this carnage and it being associated with diana because she's gone right is that even in that moment, Leona's like, I want to try to help her, right? Yes. I want to not go seek her down and kill her. I want to find her and help her control the aspect because maybe it wasn't her who was doing it. Maybe it was the power inside of her. Yeah, and it, it also, like, I do really enjoy, like, they show a good bit as far as from Leona's perspective that she doesn't know what's happening to Diana, like, because – Leona's reaction isn't even uh, like, let me help you control the aspect because she doesn't even know that Diana has an aspect. She she understands that she has the aspect because all she's ever been taught is that the sun is the only source of light. And because she's the aspect, she can save Diana. Yeah. Let's talk about the the card and how that plays into it um, with her with how she uses Daybreak. Um, which is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, like so. The daybreak on Leona is sick. Yeah. I, like I'm just gonna go ahead and kind of gush here <laughs> a little bit because I am, I am excited for some aggro times. Yeah. And oh boy, like both both of uh, Leona and Diana are gonna be opening a lot of aggro doors. Yeah. And Leona's is gonna be exciting because she is a four mana, three five daybreak stun the strongest enemy so obviously aggro implications you know stun on a stick faces the place i'm good with that faces a place but also this is the first support or the first kind of uh champion with stun that's not yasuo yeah and like potential yasuo support Oh, oh! You don't have to play Noxus. What? <laughs> uh, so, like, just just that, just yeah. her vanilla card is super exciting. But of course, she's a champion, so she levels up by activating Daybreak four plus times. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does not specify she has to see the activations, yeah. so that's already really exciting too. And her level up turns her into a four six. Daybreak, or when you activate another daybreak, stun the strongest enemy. Yep. All right. And stuns we for were, everybody. Stuns for everybody. And since we're already talking about the cool art and the look of our boy Ravoon, could you imagine Leona, flip Leona with Ravoon, stun, 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 stun. <laughs> <laughs> And the effect looks really cool, which I think they did on purpose because we're going to be seeing it a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're you're gonna have to see it, and I like I think like just that good visual to it like adds to that satisfaction too. Like it's because I I know I'm already like. I'm one of those losers that kind of like tries to put a one of guile in some of my decks because <laughs> there's something satisfying about you've only got one blocker. So since you're so excited, <laughs> this kind of leads us into not our challenge of the day, but today's a question of the day. I don't know. Who do you rock with? Are you Solari or Lunari? I don't know. Oh no. Deep deep <laughs> in your soul, deep in your heart heart of hearts, <laughs> who do you align with? Because it's obviously a team game. Oh. <laughs> 
Uh, You're taking so, longer on this than some of the most difficult challenges I've ever given This one's you. tough. This one's really <laughs> tough because, like, play style, I feel like I'm Solari, but lore-wise, I feel like I'm Lunari. It's This is rough. Um, I'll so, I obviously, I got to choose and let you know. But play-wise, Diana was my girl when I played League, so it's, it's I couldn't stand Leona, and I played support. So that's lets you let you know how upsetting I, she was to me. Um, and now having the more lore behind them, even then, it's still like, yeah, I'm gonna go with the knight. Uh, it's where I like to dwell and get my vengeance. All right. Well, you you kind of you kind of helped me solidify my choice because if we go back to like when when I played, yeah. I'm a Leona player. <laughs> and that is our last episode. Thank you for listening to the <laughs> the Root podcast. No. And we will not be back soon with the next episode. No. How can it end like this? I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But yes, that, that kind of concludes it for today. Like we said, we'll pick up everything with the Diana episode and then future episodes past that point we'll go deeper down the Solari Lunari hole about individual stories which will be cool uh, but yeah thanks for listening we'll be back soon take care everybody <laughs>